So, what should I do for the bonus episode? Be like, oh, we love it. We got a bonus episode. Something like that. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> Guess what? We're throwing together a bonus episode for this week. It's World Series time. Is that right, Devin? Absolutely. I mean, how lucky are these listeners to get to hear us twice? I know, dude. In one I know, dude. I mean, not one mega episode. We said, let's split it up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. All right. So, Devin, how are you feeling that your Dodgers lost a very, very competitive series against the Braves? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's rough because as a Dodgers fan, with the way things are going, is basically it's World Series or bust. Yeah. It's a bust. I mean, the Braves just outplayed us. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah, we had some injuries. Kershaw was hurt. Muncie hurt. Then we had some pop-up during the series. You know, Joe Kelly, Justin Turner. Turner wasn't fully healthy going into the playoffs, and I think it showed the way he, you know, hit in the playoffs. Yeah, he definitely was not healthy, but 100%. No. And so, yeah, I mean – Got a hats off to the Braves. I mean, that offense showed up and put up, put up some great games. I mean, yeah, at least it wasn't like a boring, you know, blowout, you know, sweep series. Dodgers made it competitive, you know, the few games they won. I mean, the first two games were decided by walk-offs. I mean, Dude, how much great better can I baseball. Get? Great baseball. Yeah. And and two yeah, really mean, good so, fan I mean, bases, can't be too. too upset. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Braves finally was it since ninety eight was the last time they made it to the World Series. He's, yeah, ninety eight or ninety nine, I can't remember which one. We should should have known yeah. that. But yes, it, it's nice because I think yeah, Chipper Jones was the NL MVP last time that they made it. I mean, look at this team now. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, great for guys like you know Freddie Freeman. They you know they sold all the you know good players. He was the only one that they kept around. Mm-hmm. And they were able to rebuild, you know, with Acuna. Yeah, Acuna's out. Yeah. But, you know, we got the young pitching, you know, Freed, you know, Ian Anderson. You know, I mean, they've got the – they've been able to build it up. Ozzie Albies. Oh, yeah. You know. And that, that trade – Austin Riley. Yeah, Austin Riley to me has been the biggest – I did not – I thought he was yeah. going to be a whole lot more swing and miss than what he has. And the dude just yeah. connecting. He's a great ball player. Great ball player, and yeah. it's showing up also in the postseason that is carrying over, which is great. His batting average hasn't been there, but that's yeah. okay. Like a postseason, that happens, but the moments are there. He still came up with some bit, yeah, some big moments. So the walk off, mm-hmm. and I mean, hit some big time home runs, some you know timely RBIs. Yeah, mm-hmm. kids, you know, showed up and played when he needed to. Yeah. Um. So watching the game in Game Six, uh, what was, I think it was tied at this time one to one if i'm if i remember correctly uh and ian anderson's spot was due up he was on deck and was it walker bueller i think walked or gave up a hit a single uh and they pulled he gave up so he gave up a walk i believe yeah it was a walk because he had a two one count or one two count against i think it was duvall and ended up walking mm-hmm. And, you know, two outs, ended up walking the guy, and then uh, Snicker pulled Ian Anderson in the fourth inning and brought up the pitch hitter, and the dude hits a, you know, double down the yeah, line. Yeah, which didn't score the run, but it did bring the top no. of the order back up, which is eventually, I mean, that's what Eddie Rosario does. Yeah. When he And I was wrong. It wasn't Duvall. It was Darno. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, Darno. Yeah. But... 
But I I thought when he pulled him, I was like, Ooh, I wouldn't do that. I he was because uh, he was dealing, and it was like, is this going to be yeah. the same thing that the Braves did? They just pulled that hook too early because it's playoff baseball. Because uh, again, four innings, he had given up four base runners, he had four strikeouts, he was looking good, and that happened. Yeah, uh, and I thought the same thing too. I I really did, but th- I think the I think the one thing that gave him the confidence to do it has been how that back into that bullpen is pitched in the series. I mean, they haven't been able to touch Minter, mm-hmm. Matzik, or Will Smith. Mm-hmm. So, and I think Anderson he had a little bit of control issues in that uh, in the the top uh, or the the bottom part of the or the top half of the uh, fourth inning. Yeah. So I think that may have played into it because he did walk a couple guys in that inning and was starting to, wasn't able to locate the, his, uh, his change up like he normally is. So I think that was, you know, played into it a little bit, mm-hmm. but yeah, gutsy move and boy, did it pay off. Yeah, it definitely did. Cause like you said, Minter, Matzik and Will Smith, they combined for what was that? Five innings of work and 10 strikeouts. Yeah. And I think three of those were in a row when he had runners on second and third, Nobody out after a run was scored, mm-hmm. and man, I thought for sure they yeah. were getting one more, and it's gonna be a, a one run game after that inning. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, they left runners on third, second, and third with no outs and didn't score a run. They brought in Luke Jackson. Dodgers have touched up Luke Jackson. You know, the series. I was surprised they brought the guy in. I know, at all especially in that because, game. It's close. Yeah, I mean Bellinger and then you know Bellinger hit the three run bomb off him. You know. So, yeah, I was surprised they brought him in. And then they bring in Matzik, and he just shut the door. Yeah. But, I mean, a strikeout's what you have to have when, when you know, first base yeah. is open, nobody out. Um, and then I'm surprised they didn't intentionally walk to set up a double play, but I, he was dealing. And Yeah, I mean, at that point, the way he had pitched in that series, I don't, I wouldn't have intentionally walked anyone either yeah. because a bloop, you know, a, a weird play – throw it away or something like that you score two and maybe you know depending on who's on first mm-hmm. you could be three and and then the plus the way that albert Pujols has swung the bat in that series you can tell Pujols is old can't reach the bottom you know bottom end of the strike zone so i think i was more surprised with how mookie bets in that you know in that situation how he was so hesitant to swing the bat. Yeah, it seemed like he was trying not to make a mistake. Yeah, I mean, he Mookie Betts is one of the best, you know, hard fastball hitters in baseball, and the dude pumped three fastballs boom, boom, right boom. down the middle past him. Yeah. And the, the third one, he barely got the bat off his shoulder to swing the bat. I mean, I don't know if he was expecting a different pitch, wasn't expecting Magic to, you know, Burn three ninety-seven mile per hour fastballs past him, but that's what happened. And once that happened, I texted you and I said, "Game is over." Yeah, I think we both felt it. And that's like, and the thing was, is it was yeah. still just a two-run game. That's a base runner and a hit. Yeah, it just never happened. No, I mean that. I think it took all the momentum out of mm-hmm. them, and that was their chance. They had the you know had a chance to at least tie up the ball. Yeah, game. especially on the road. All, all you had to do was, yeah, two. Two deep fly balls, you tie the ball game. And Pujols and who was it came up after him? Souza mm-hmm. weren't able to put you know bat on the ball. Yeah. And, that was and I it. think that's part of what analytics won't tell you to do is play that small ball game. Even if yeah. Pujols hits a ground ball to second base, runners probably scoring. Yeah. 
maybe even advancing to third from second. And again, oh, yeah. another ground Definitely. ball. Same thing happens. They may have brought the infield in at that point yep. or played for the uh, double play. Yeah. But, uh, at least those yeah. little things would have changed the defensive lineup and you open up more mm-hmm. holes. And so, again, analytics aside, yep. we'll talk more about that in the offseason, I think. We're going to have a long offseason with a potential lockout coming. But um, yep. I think that's going to be a huge part of it. Now, two quick things I want to ask you about this game. Uh, two players specifically. One is Luke Jackson. This year, he had a great yeah. regular season. ERA sub two, yeah. uh, strikeout per inning, per nine innings was over uh, over 10. Uh, very good. Obviously got beat up in the NLCS for the most part. And then if you look at his uh, career versus the Astros, very, very small sample size, maybe like two innings or so. Uh, they are five mm-hmm. for seven with three extra base hits. One strikeout. Oof. Would good. you leave him on the roster? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I just was curious. I mean, the, just the because, numbers I don't mean, lie. I mean, but the thing is, it comes down to is that bullpen. You don't have very many right-handed arms. Yeah, so he is your best right-hand arm in the bullpen. So I think you have to leave him on there and just hope that it, it, it the, the Luke Jackson from the LCS doesn't show up. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I yeah, I still think you have to leave him on the roster. I don't know who you who else you would put on there that you know could give you. The stuff that he has when it comes to the back end of the you know bullpen when you need it. Yeah, that was the only thing I was thinking of was playing in the AL. They won't really need the extra bench player. Like playing in the AL parks, they won't yeah. need the extra bench player. So that there's a good chance they'd leave him on there. Maybe mm-hmm. just not put him in the high-pressure situations, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I think we both can agree on one thing about the World Series, and I'll get to that here in just one second because I almost skipped over. Do you think we just saw the last at-bat for Albert Pujols? Yeah. Me too. The the only the only instance I see him coming back is if they approve the universal DH. Maybe if they do that, I could see him possibly playing one more year, possibly in LA because it seems like the player you know as that kind of old veteran glue player. Even though he may not get you the hits and you know stuff like that, I think just the the person he is on the bench, I think exuberated a lot. I mean, whenever Justin Turner got hurt, you know, pulled the hammy. Who was it that helped him down the steps and down the tunnel? It was Albert Pujols. The bench, you know, the all the Dodgers players have t- said it since he's been there. He, it, it's brought a different aspect to the game that they didn't have. And so I think if there's a universal DH, I think he may give it just one more year. You know, maybe re-sign a s- small contract with the Dodgers and hope, hopes of maybe winning another World Series and going out, you know, that way. But I would not be surprised at all if he retires. I mean, I wouldn't either. Yeah, like I said, you 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 throw it at the bottom of the strike zone. Guy can't get to it. Yeah, no more, not enough bat speed anymore. And that happens, unfortunately. The no. good news was, yeah. this was his best batting average. And again, he didn't. He's mostly pinch hit duties, spot starts. But his best batting yeah. average since 2016. His best overall year, according to WAR, um, since 2019. Um, and another season went by, what is this, 21 years now, 22-year career, mm-hmm. 21 year, I think. Yep. Um, he's never had more than 100, he's never had 100 strikeouts in his season. His career yeah, high was I, 93 and 17. Yeah, I mean, he came in, I mean, he gave the Dodgers some great at-bats when he came. Hit some timely home runs, some timely base hits. I mean, he, he played decent for the Dodgers, but I think I think that's one thing you, you notice 
from this year in the playoffs compared to last year was that the bench depth was not anywhere near it was the years past. I mean, not having Kiki on the bench or, you know, Jock Peterson come up and hit, you know, I think was one of the contributing factors to why the Dodgers weren't able to pull it out this year. Yeah. I would like to see him come back, like you said, play that like almost coach type role. Uh, because it'd yeah. be cool to see if he has a future in that. I don't know if he does, but it'd be cool to see. Yeah. Uh, but also, I would love to see if he can have um, a Barry Bonds type last season. Again, Barry Bonds had 28 home runs his last year. Um, that would put, if Albert Pujols hit 21, he would put him at 700. That 700 number, I don't know if we'll ever uh, see another cool. player get there. And so this, I feel like this might be our last shot to see one. Yeah, that'd be cool. Come back and be able to see him hit that hit that mark. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, so the other thing I was going to mention was the Astros. Unfortunately, the Astros made it back to the World Series again. This sucks. Yeah. Yeah. If you're the Major League Baseball, you're the higher-ups, you're owners of all the teams, you probably don't even care about baseball. You just, you know, hey, we got all the money. It's great. Um but if you're higher ups in baseball, you're in intermediate, all that stuff. Do you think that they're hoping that the Astros don't win? Oh, absolutely. You know, everyone, everyone except for the Astros organization is rooting for them to lose. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, you get a, you get away with what you got away with. Yeah, everyone despises you, and they hope you lose. That I mean. I hope it's a four-game sweep. I mean, yeah, it sucked for baseball just because you want to see a good World Series, but I hope it's a four-game sweep where the Braves just come like out. Like 12-1, to 13-1, to 12-1. Run to one. Yeah. Yeah, just throttle them. Yeah. Because I cannot, I could, I don't know if I could stand seeing them win a World Series ever again. No, I, I don't want to see it. Uh, it's, uh, again, no. I grew up a Cardinals fan. I hated the Astros. Berkman was there. Biggio, ugh. And yeah. now just to see, like, that, man... Got off scot free essentially, yeah. especially with COVID last year. So the fans didn't get to give them the proper dues of all those unwritten rules or whatever yeah. you want to talk about. And it just it sucks to think that man they might do it again. And I just hope that you know Correa leaves next year and their team just starts to slowly morph away from Fall what it apart. is. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because at least Justin Verlander was likable, and he hasn't even played this year. There's not one player on that yeah. team. I'm like, oh, they're likable. Nope. Don't like him any of them. Yep. No, I can't stand any of them. No. Um, but we have to talk a little bit about them because they are in the World Series. Um, looking back at the championship series for both leagues, who had the better performance, did you think? Now, again, you did watch one of them a little bit more closely because you're a Dodgers fan, but mm-hmm. Jordan Alvarez or Eddie Rosario. Both batted over 500. Um, both yeah. had, uh, well, Jordan only had one home run, uh, three for Eddie, six RBIs for Jordan, nine for Eddie. Uh, and then the OPS for both was over 1,400. Yeah. I think Eddie, I mean, because it, was, it wasn't just like he was hitting the ball. He hit the ball in some time, yes. you know, big time. And, you know, that home run against, you know, them in the game, you know, game mm-hmm. six was probably the biggest play of, the, you know, the postseason for mm-hmm. him or just the whole season, period. Yes. And for a guy that, had missed most of the season up until when, you know, just recently, mm-hmm. you know, being injured, he came in and I mean, I think what did he bat six nineteen or something like that against the Dodgers in the mm-hmm. series? I think was he 13 for he 21? Hit 560. 
But his on-base percentage was probably the other number. Yeah, and so it's insane. And we had two games where he had four hits. I mean, Dodgers could not get the guy out. Yeah. And the two games that the Dodgers won, he didn't hit a home run in. Yep. That's, you know what it reminded me of? What? His his performance during the series, especially timely hits. I think that was a great word that you said. Uh-huh. Um, 2013, so I'm going to go back a couple of years. World Series, Cardinals versus Red Sox. Cardinals could not get David Ortiz out. Oh, yeah. Um, David Ortiz... Every single pitch, he it was like he knew what the strike zone was, he knew where the ball was going to go, and he knew when to swing and when not. And he absolutely destroyed yep. the Cardinals in that series. Yep. Tough to watch as a Cardinals fan. It's just, I'm sure, yeah. you, know, you felt the same way. Like, man, this yeah, is, yes. he's up again. Yeah. As soon as he came up, you're like, you're like, okay, well, that's a base mm-hmm. hit. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they they tried every different situation, you know, different pitchers, you know, try to pit, they even tried to pitch around the dude and he still somehow found a way to hit the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't get the guy out. Yeah. I mean, good for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, coming off a season where it was not a great season for him. I mean, I guess he's got to call up the twins and thank him, thank them for, you know, going, okay, well, we're not going to make the playoffs this year. We'll let you go find a team that, you know, that, that'll make the playoffs. Yeah. Great thing for the, uh, for the Braves, I mean, because that outfield was decimated with injuries. So, yeah. Yeah. It was tough to watch, but hey, the better team showed up. Mm-hmm. Hotter team. So, yep. It's tough. It's definitely tough to see, but um, as baseball, and that's why they play the full season. Um, great job by the Braves to get as far as they did. Uh, the game one yeah. matchup, again, as we're recording, game one is tomorrow night. At uh, seven o'clock uh, central, it's in Houston. They have home field advantage, um, and it's going to be Charlie Morton versus Framer Valdez. Uh, Framer has been pretty good so far in the postseason. Um, he's got three starts. He is only one to know because he's only pitched fifteen innings, so he's not going super deep into games. Uh, while Charlie Morton, uh, he's starting again, and he has how many games has he played in the postseason? Three also. Not again. Yeah. He's not going deep either. He's only got fourteen innings, so. Yeah, say for Amber, he had that one rough game. Was it game two against the Red Sox, but then had a strong game. What five or four or mm-hmm. five? So, yeah, uh, I like I said, I hope the Braves just go out and just throttle. Yeah, I think the Braves they got to get one of the first two. I do think if the Braves yeah, are going to win the series, I think it's going to be in six or seven, uh, probably mm-hmm. six because if they, that Houston. Their fans are very loud. They're very passionate about winning despite cheating. Uh, yeah. Probably still cheating. Thank you, White Sox, for pointing that out. <laughs> um, but I, <laughs> I just think it's going to be it's going to be extremely difficult if they don't get on top by like four or five runs early in the game. Yeah. If it's close, those fans are going to be in there because it's playoff baseball, and baseball fans are very passionate mm-hmm. while they're while they're there. Yep, yeah, especially those Houston fans. So I mean, Dodgers saw. I mean, yeah, they were getting cheated, but. I mean, they dodged saw it a few years ago. That team mm-hmm. can, even if you have a big lead, they can come back and get you. And so, oh yeah, yeah so hopefully the Braves can jump out and so wh- put it on them. What early. are you putting? Like, what are you projecting for the series? I, I say it's Braves and six. I mean, it, 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 this is putting all you know biases aside. I think the Braves are the hottest, the hotter team. I think. They have the momentum going right now. I think beating the Dodgers was a big deal for them. 
So hopefully it's not a you know a hangover going. Oh, we finally got past the Dodgers mm-hmm. because I think the Dodgers beat them the last four times that they've been in the playoffs. And so I think getting over that hump, give them some momentum going into Houston. I think to take it in six. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing is in close games. I'm going to give the edge to the Braves because they've played a ton of close games. And mm-hmm. so yeah. um, they played a lot uh, close to the edge. The Astros have just played in blowouts on each side. It feels like there's not been a whole lot of close mm-hmm. ones. I know they had one against the Red Sox that was close, but um, yeah. so we'll see. I'm going to also take, this is probably bias because if it's not bias, it's uh, Astros in seven or six. And then it, but if not again, I'm, I can't, I just don't want them to win. I'm going to go ahead and say Braves also in six, hoping that they can sneak away yeah. a couple r- wins on the road. Um, and just again, please, please don't let it be, <laughs> be the Astros. I know that'd be so bad for baseball. Yeah. I mean, especially with the the White Sox pitch come out and saying, "Oh yeah, they were cheating." Yeah. So um, yeah, hopefully. So any predictions on who's going to be the MVP though? I'm gonna go with Ozzy Albies. Okay, and I'm going to go, again, we're both going to pick Braves because we're picking the Braves to win. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. Yeah. I think that's almost like a cop-out, but I, I do, I'm i feeling it. I think he's going to have it. Hey, I, almost went, I almost went with Freddie, but I don't know. Ozzy has some pretty good you know, at-bats against the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be able to come up with some big hits. And so I'm going to go with Ozzy Albies, just just be different. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like it. It'll be good. There's a good chance he's he's in the top of the lineup. He's going to be pretty good. Uh, last yeah. thing I'm going to talk before we head out on this bonus, amazing, awesome bonus episode is Cardinals got a new manager manager today. Did you see it? Yes, I did. Okay, Oliver Marmol. He's been with the organization organization since he got drafted as a player um, back I think yeah. in 2007. Uh, didn't have a great career, but uh, off, uh, as a player, but he has had a pretty good uh, career as a coach, as a manager in the minor leagues, um, and he is the youngest manager in Major League Baseball this year or going into this next year. So yes. unless something changes, um, I I'm fine with. I figured they this the cardinal ways to go internal. I was surprised they went internal mm-hmm. just because he's one of those guys that really uh, was good with Mike Schilt had a good relationship with the players, and it sounded like yeah. Mosaloc and the upper management did not like the philosophy that he had anymore, Mike Schilt, and that's why they ended up parting ways. So I was a little surprised that they did go with him, uh, but there was conversations uh, from reports that said, hey, they called him. They probably said, hey, we want analytics, and he is he does like analytics. He uses them as, uh, as a bench coach to help players approach differently, different situations. So uh, we'll see what the Cardinals do. They've never been the the, a big analytic team. So this might be a big change in culture here yeah. as to how they approach the game uh, before the next CBA. But what did you think? So, I mean, like I said, I, I didn't know much about the guy. He said he, he's young. What is he, 35? Yeah, he's 35. But the one thing I took away from the press, you know, from like the reports was they were talking to the president of baseball operations for the Cardinals. Yeah, was that a lot? And yeah, they asked him, they said, so why, why him? And he said, he was the best option right now, which I thought was a weird way of putting for a guy that you just hired as your manager. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, if I'm that manager, I'm like, well, they don't have much you know, faith in me and I've got a, a really short leash. Yeah. And before Tony Russa retired, you know, earlier before he came back again, 
Um, mm-hmm. he like the Cardinals had seen only one manager for a long time, and before that, and they typically see really long tenures for managers. It's kind of like yeah. the back uh, quarterbacks for the Green Bay Packers. They just or the you yeah. know Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, so this is a new phase. Mike Matheny, short term. Uh, Mike Schilt, short term, and now here we are again. So Ali, I don't know. I'm hoping that you know it connects, it clicks. Uh, but I think another thing is important is that we're about to have a lockout. I think it's almost a guarantee. We will have a lockout. We will not have baseball come February uh, 13th, 14th, 15th. Mm -hmm. It will be delayed. Yeah. And there could be some changes into how baseball is played on the diamond between the foul foul lines regarding analytics, like whether that be having the shifts be limited or how many, you know, pitchers can be used and all this other things. Um, And so that may even change managerial hire, like styles. Right. Yeah. Because if you got all these analytic managers like Dave Roberts mm-hmm. and all this stuff, they change some of that stuff. How is it going to affect them the way they manage the game? Maybe for us Dodgers, it'll actually give us something that we can go, oh, finally, something can change to where we don't have to watch, you know, Dave Roberts make stupid decisions. Amen. It happens to the best of us, you know? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Um. And overall, I'm okay with the hire. Uh, I'm As long as he's not a yes man, which I think a lot of people, some of the comments from the fans on the Cardinals side is like, you Ali's just going to be a yes man to Mosaic in the front office, so hopefully not. Yeah. But at least they'll be on the same page. So if they're not getting the trades done, um, at least the hopefully the managerial the the on the the players and the the staff that's there on the field will at least have a common communication lane from the upper management. So they're not like, hey man, we feel like we're alone here because that's what I think it felt like for Mike Schilt. Right or wrong, that's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. So. Any other thoughts on the baseball season before uh, we head out with this bonus episode? Nope, just go Braves. Go Braves. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us again on the W Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, just keep commenting. um, Share this episode with someone else who loves baseball. We appreciate you guys. Peace.